0: listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadow Chronicles podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 106 where we will be discussing chapter 18 of Clockwork Prince Until I Die. I'm Kristen.
1: I'm Robin and I'm Amanda.
0: All right. Welcome to Chaos Mode Part duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think it's part 106. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That's so great. Absolutely true.
0: Part almost two years of this shit, and you guys are still listening, so thanks. We love you. you. Seriously. (laughs) You're listening to our unprofessional like chaos. I don't even know Uh, what this is.
1: Business.
0: It's just us being
1: sidetracked.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I was watching like some TikTok video of someone recording a podcast and they had one of those really cool arms, you know? So the Uh mic was like floating. I was like, dude, that's so fancy. They're really not that expensive. I'm just that cheap.
0: Yeah. So Jason keeps telling me that I need to buy one. And I'm like, yeah, but I need the right setup. Like I got to like figure out like... My new desk situation, because I'm I'm working from home, so I have a different computer on that desk and, you know, trying to figure out my space. But yeah, we've been doing this for two years. I feel like that justifies (laughs) us spending a little bit of money to upgrade our equipment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. At least since then, Robin and I have gotten computers. Yes. So
0: we're
1: not (laughs) on the Chromebooks anymore. Yep. Yep. The $5 Chromebooks from the school. From the school, sale. exactly. <laughs> that were bubbling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, they
0: were literally
1: we're,
2: arched. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Real.
0: Tell me mm-hmm. you're a freaking suburban mom who started a podcast. Yes. <laughs> I got it from the school sale.
2: <laughs> I love it. Oh, my god! I mean, I guess
1: my main thing, and I probably yours too, Amanda's. I don't have a, like, I'm in my bedroom today. Mm-hmm. I'll be, like, out. At my desk later you know it just depends on whatever's quietest yep yeah. and eventually at some point we'll be back together but like yeah so we Someday. all live like an hour away from each other so that's yeah you know yeah it is
0: it is kind of one of those things that you know we we were able to do it and then you know the pandemic hit and stuff and it's like it's just
2: so much easier. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And especially
0: Amanda had a baby, you know, we've got <sighs> our lives and whatnot and
2: Yeah, well and now smart. my one year old is a three year old and mm-hmm. He wants to be in the room with me and stuff. And so, you know, it's it's challenging, you know, especially when he hears all of us talking. So then how is he supposed to not be in the house? So I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging.
0: Last week was really funny. Be. He was like ha- making a fort in the bottom of the bookcase while you were recording. It was the cutest thing ever.
2: Yep. <laughs> I had a meeting a few days later and he brought a box in like a cat and sat in the box. While I was in the meeting <laughs> and he was just happy as could be just yeah. hanging out in a box I'm like all right cool as long as you're quiet right <laughs> right nobody cares oh,
1: my, um, being a mom yeah my five-year-old interrupted a meeting with my HR manager today also to um you gotta come see this <laughs> I have to show you and I was like what and he's like it's a surprise you gotta come and I was like, I really can't. I'm in a meeting. I'm working. And she's like, I have kids. I'm a mom. Like, I know it will be. It'll take less time if you just walk downstairs for a second. Exactly. Then for you to keep telling him, no, it's OK. We can pause. Yeah. And I went downstairs and it was like a screen. Like, he had paused the like YouTube and was like, look how cool that is. I'm like, yep, cool. <laughs> oh,
0: you're like, awesome. Great. Can I go back to work now
1: to pay for that TV? Like, Jesus right well I was like I guess like remember we were trying to hit engagement and sharing so like we got to be really excited about Uh it but
0: well yeah yeah. like you're like I have to be a parent and be supportive in this moment but logically you're like dude I have so much to do right now this
1: is so not important (laughs) you're like but you're excited. and it's cute well, and I'm like, let me go back upstairs so i like they can see how like I am still able to manage my work life and my home life seamlessly. Uh-huh. Like this needs to be a three second interaction, brother. Yeah.
0: They're great. I, I love the, the call from school of like, I don't feel good. OK. And. Well, I don't feel good. They told me to call you. And I'm like, are you puking? no are you bleeding no are you concussed no then you're fine
1: (laughs) dude I always hated it like I am I don't need to explain what type of person I am y'all know Mm -hmm. okay and my dad would be like okay well it's up to you if you feel like you're able to go to school or not and I'm like, don't put the ball in my court because I will have a 104 degree temperature and diarrhea and I will still feel guilty if I decide to stay home. Uh-huh. That's what's going to happen. So, like, don't don't pass. Don't dribble to me.
0: Well, he <laughs> did that it out of my because court. he knew you were responsible and. <laughs>
1: he was like like he was it was more like I, I actually trust your judgment if you don't feel good i yeah you don't feel good stay home but to me it was just like oh my <laughs>
0: there's so much pressure pressure to exactly perform. i
1: was like david bowie <laughs> under pressure under pressure <laughs> do, 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 do. um oh. quick moment um it is Monday at 9, 21 p.m., so um, this is also going to be unedited, and you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Once again,
2: uh, procrastination patties over here. It has been. I wrote my
1: script today, and I used talk to text, because I didn't nice. even know that was a thing. <laughs> I was like, dude, it usually takes me an hour, and I was done in like 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: It's amazing, isn't it?
1: I mean, I had to go back because our main character's name is Jim, not Jim, like not J-I-M. And even though I could have read it correctly, it still bugged me. So I had to go back and change it. Oh, that's funny.
0: Awesome. All right. So what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap?
1: Previously on Downworlder Dish. Tess is just like Alice, and she's gone down the rabbit hole. She's going in and out of consciousness, seeing things that are happening in the room, having a heart to heart with her dead Aunt Harriet in their New York City apartment, and seeing things that might be happening now, like peeping in on Jessamine in her cell at the Silent City. In a moment of lucidity, she sees the shrapnel being taken out of Will's back, hears Jim worry over her, and finally wakes to Will giving her a tisane and holding her as she falls back into her fitful dreams. We can't be certain if all the things she saw were real, but the last one definitely was. And it left Will feeling some kind of way. We see him reach Wolsey Scott's house, where he meets with Magnus to summon the literal and metaphorical demons of his past. He discovers that the curse put on him by Marvis was actually a farce, and he spent the past five years isolating himself for no reason. Magnus agrees that it was a real dick move by Marvis, and decides to kill him, Marbus. It's Marbus, right? Yeah,
0: that's I think how we decided so. to
1: say it. Okay, we could just call Will him and Marvin. Magnus <laughs> <laughs> This said, uh, I thought it said Mavis. So there's also that, <laughs> Marvin, Marvin the Jane. instead of Marvin the Martian. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Will and Mangus discuss discussed what this could mean for his future, and Will leaves with the intention of returning to the Institute and revealing his feelings for Tessa and fixing his relationship with everyone else.
0: That's a tall order. If only
1: it stopped there.
0: That's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. You're like, wow. Yeah. I'm I mean, undo. it's a lot more
1: pressure than being asked if you can stay home from school or not. Correct. But... <laughs>
2: I don't know. (laughs) For you, I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: You're you're really good at saying sorry. You do it all the time. You get a lot of practice. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Oh, my gosh. You guys, we open with Sophie coming to evict Tessa from the infirmary because in her (laughs) words, quote, you can't stay here forever. Like, what the fuck?
1: She comes in singing, closing time.
2: <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> How long has she been there? Like, two or three days? <gasps> I think, like, a night. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Move it to
2: the exit. Yeah,
0: I don't think It it's is been weird that to long. stay there,
2: though, when she has a room.
1: Like couldn't they just tend to her in her room? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. agree. Just because she obviously doesn't need any medical treatment, she's just like they're like, oh, she's trauma sleeping. But I guess they didn't know that when they put her in, and well, why move her? I
0: understood. Yeah, fair. Like I understand why they put her in there because like Brother Enoch was there, and they had two injured people that they needed to t- to tend to. So it's, it wouldn't make sense for them to be in two different rooms. Right. And so, so, yeah, once she woke up in the morning, yeah, she could probably move to, you know, as long as she was okay. But she was like literally in a coma last night. <laughs> How'd you even know she's going to wake up? She wasn't waking up before. And you're just like, wake up. It's
2: time. Get up, girl.
0: <laughs> like their coma alarm went off, and they're like, oh, no more coma for you. <laughs>
1: It's like the bed thing at the hospital when, like, they put, like, the alarm on so you can't get up to use the bathroom.
2: Because you're a fall hazard. I know you just had a baby, but you have to stand up and go pee,
1: okay? That's what that is. Oh, my God. That's the why. I mean, I know why. Yeah. Like, medically, I know why. Yeah. But,
0: oof. Cruel and unusual punishment. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so she helps in an unsteady Tessa back to her room where she has tea and sandwiches waiting. And I know it's her job, but that's just a good friend right there. Like you got snacks when you're not feeling good, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good friend.
1: Yep. I'll never forget you coming to wake me up with a coffee at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Me? Mm hmm. When? When, we, when I used to, before you moved in next to me on oh. Addie Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, That's get the- up, lady. Yeah. It's Tuesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, those were the days, man. So Tessa can't help herself and asks after Will. After clocking his empty hospital bed. So she's like, oh, okay, where is he? Where is where is that man? <laughs> where doth William have gone? Yes. But, like, super cash. Like, super cash. No one would like, have. I don't
2: actually care, yeah, but I'm exactly. just kind of curious. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Living up to her ride or die reputation, Sophie fills her in on the cheese. May, in typical Herondale fashion, as soon as uh, his back was metal free, he was out the door, and no one knows where he went. <laughs> Sound? I mean, it tracks. <laughs> right. Conveniently, uh, this only convinces Tessa that the interaction she remembered from the night before must have been some sort of fever dream. She's like, oh, okay perfect you know you know you know what I'm going to just think like definitely the jessamine in jail thing was probably a dream right like I probably didn't go to the silent city last night (laughs) the gem thing maybe he might have stood at the end of my my bed but but obviously If Sophie is saying he left and no one has seen him since, then that means that the will thing was definitely a dream. How convenient for me and the rest of this (laughs) chapter. (laughs) (sighs) Plot. Okay, so. (laughs) So Tessa's got Galaxy Blaine.
1: David Blaine? what yes (laughs) he's covered in galaxy paint yes
0: uh tess has got galaxy brain and she's running through all the weird ass dreams she had uh when sophie interrupts to give her condolences about nate i want to read this session oh my god we're so much further in the book than i like anticipate every time (laughs) obviously because we're reading and the pages keep going <laughs> that's how books work, Kristen. I'm surprised you wrote I've been so many it on of the them. Kindle.
1: So <laughs> it's fine. what Would you say? Oh, I just—I've been i have been reading it on the Kindle, so I don't notice. Oh. Um. Okay. <clears throat> oh, damn! I see it in your hand. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a thick boy. Yeah. Who sees? <laughs> quote i was sorry that wasn't enough of a transition okay Quote, quote i was sorry to hear about your brother miss sophie was on her knees by the fire the rekindling flames playing over her lovely face her head was bent and tessa could not see her scar Why? why is that noted quote you don't have to say that Sophie oh why am I saying quote again you don't have to say that Sophie I know it was his fault really about Agatha and Thomas but he was your brother Sophie's voice was firm blood mourns blood
1: so I mean especially I guess back in like those times that would be true Mm mm-hmm Blood mourns blood. Well. But like nowadays we're like we're like you see the revolution of like you can cut ties with family just because they're family. mm -hmm. If they treat you like garbage doesn't mean you have to like.
0: Yeah. But I think even when you cut ties with someone you still mourn them when they die.
1: That's fair. Like you.
0: Even if even if they were horrible and even if you had a, a you know a past or whatever usually anyone who's that significant to cause you that much hurt you're gonna mourn mm-hmm. for the relationship that you wish you would have had or wish you could have had with them that you know I feel like this that's is normal. true but I like I take it back no I mean I it, it's it's a good um it's a good uh perspective though in terms of like the way society would like m- demand you to pay your condolences maybe and you'd feel, like, obligated yeah. to say something. But I feel like Sophie's, like, conviction in saying this is, like, I think I think she notes, like, that her voice is firm. And she's kind of, like, this is part, this is, like, a core moral belief for herself. It feels like.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a core memory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Inside Out. Great movie. Um... Uh, But yeah, so like I want to know what that story is because I feel like it holds significance. Like it it feels like a weighty thing to say and Uh like it means something to her. So I want to know why I want to know more about Sophie. I feel like Sophie is one of those underutilized characters. I don't know. I just I wish we got more of her.
1: it's it's like she's you know her purpose in the book is to further tessa's story Mm -hmm. and then in doing so like you get a little bit of her backstory so you can see kind of her why to some things Mm -hmm. but it would be nice to know the full like deets yeah
0: um okay so now this is where the scene goes sideways for me tessa's sitting there watching sophie make her fire And listening to her defend Tessa's right to grieve and thinks, wow, Sophie is being so kind and vulnerable with me. Now is the perfect time to tell her I know she's been stepping out with Gideon. Perfect.
1: I mean, like, could not have handpicked a better time. Obviously. Dude. Can I confess something to you? It's not a confession. I just wanted to say the word confession. These are my confessions. I was having a hard time falling asleep week two weeks ago mm-hmm. and so i was like i'll just catch up on clockwork Prince and i'll read it which i couldn't that made me so i couldn't fall asleep more so that was a dumb freaking <laughs> idea so i ended up reading like six or seven chapters and i so i had read this chapter like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and then today i just kind of wanted to refresh so i listened to the audiobook in the car mm-hmm. and i was like when i read it sorry i was like okay like come on Tessa don't be an idiot hearing it Mm -hmm. with the tone Mm -hmm. of the 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 actor the voice actor I was so mad Mm -hmm. because I of course was not reading it as it was written but she's reading it as it's supposed to be Uh written and it just was like stop talking yeah shut your mouth stop oh yeah so oh yeah anyway I'm excited to get into this but like When I read it to myself, I didn't think it was that bad because it was like I was doing that thing where I just wanted to get through the story so I Mm -hmm. wasn't reading with voice. Well, Mm. and
0: even when Mm. you're reading it, sometimes you don't stop to, like, play out, like, how that scene would really play, like, tone of voice and, like, all of those things. You're just reading, but hearing it, like, out loud as it would be said to you... And having that like visceral re- reaction is like
1: so different. Yeah, I know. Well, I um, I figured out what it was I don't like about her Sophie voice, mm-hmm. and it's how breathy she makes her. Mm-hmm. But like her Tessa is beautiful, mm-hmm. and the way she's able to flip like accents really quick mm-hmm. between you know the you know American the Tessa American accent and everything. Yeah. It really sounded like two people were having this conversation. So it was juicy. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, I'll stop gushing. We can get to the story.
0: Uh, Okay. So Sophie's only response is to ask if she's going to tell Charlotte. Reinforcing Sophie's perspective of their relationship once again. You Uh know, and then Tessa fucks it up. She's like, oh, no, I'd never rat. I just want to warn you. You know, someone who's older, certainly more experienced, and who, as far as we know, has been fending for herself for a good long time. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. years at least. Yep. But yes, Tessa, channel your innermost sanctimonious bitch and climb on your educated pedestal. That's just exactly what this situation needs. You just clocked
1: it. So good. Bravo! You did great, kid. You did good, kiddo.
0: Why are all of these people so bad at talking,
1: <laughs> uh, dude? For the drama.
0: I know. It's the one. For the thing big that D. Just it's that one crutch in the in this series that just makes me crazy. Is if it can be resolved by a normal conversation that would happen between two people, then your plot's not strong enough. Right. It, you know, I mean like, come on. It only works in this book because of societal standards. There's the only reason this book, this book works. Otherwise it would make zero sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, where am I? Oh, so Tessa goes on to explain that she wasn't trying to be condescending, but she might, she just might have more information on Gideon. Okay, sure. Tess, you're toeing the line pretty close, but let's see where, where, where you take us next. Um. What?
1: I think you're trying to say, but she doesn't reel it in.
0: Oh yes! <laughs> so I I I wrote or said or whatever, but she doesn't feel it in. <laughs> That's not right. She doesn't She's
1: not Phil Collins. Yeah, no, she's not
0: feeling it in the air tonight.
1: <laughs> Dude, my kid was like, why do you have to sing everything? <laughs> It's like, because it goes in my brain and then it comes out my mouth. Uh (laughs) Dude, that new ad
0: that is playing everywhere, where it's that, like, they sample like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, bang, bang. No, but Amanda just got so excited.
2: I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang.
0: (laughs) But it's like the little, it's the baby running around with the iPhone. I think it's an iPhone ad.
1: And they oh, play that I fucking song
0: that. and it just, it, it earworms into my fucking head and I cannot help. Like I have to sing it for like 20 minutes until it goes away. <laughs> anyway, so not the point. The point is Tessa did not reel it in. Oh no. <laughs> Tessa, who has been the Kumbaya cheerleader for a book and a half, suddenly doubts everything she knows up until this point about Gideon completely. Mm-hmm. And if anyone is going to give the benefit of the doubt, aside from our angel gem, it's Tessa. Like it, it really like this callous line. She has Uh, quote. How different could they be when she's talking about like, Sophie's like, that's Benedict. That's not his sons. Like they're not the same people. <coughs> It feels so callous and out of character for Tessa. And like we could peel back another layer and consider maybe like this is a reaction to the trauma of Nate's betrayal, blah blah blah, and she's like feeling prickly and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I I don't think that it's that deep. I don't know. I think Tessa just Right. I think Tessa just thinks she's doing the right thing because she's A little arrogant and misguided Uh and doesn't really understand what she's saying like she she hasn't stopped to consider that Sophie is probably far more experienced to understand and handle the situation than she could be and also Tessa you've been ping-ponging between two pair of bro ties for like um I don't know every day this fucking week so maybe you should mind your (laughs) own business
1: Girl, mind your own. <laughs> it's only been a week, but it feels well, like a year. Well, that. When she was leaving, like, <laughs> when she was Tessimen, mm-hmm. she was like, guess I'm not in the position really to be saying anything. Exactly. Take your own advice. She has her own little come to Jesus meeting, and then, you know.
2: Take your own advice. It was like
1: a meeting at my work. Meeting adjourned, but nobody learned anything. This could have been an email. Ugh, dude. <laughs>
0: I really love that that rhymed. <laughs> like that almost made diet coke go out of my nose like that was so good i, saw it. I was like that's a fucking jingle <laughs> meaning a turn. no one and nobody learned like that's amazing <sighs> <sighs> you're a genius she really is <laughs> she really is she's a lyrical
1: mastermind <laughs> it's Apparently, true I drink nasty. I don't know. What? So I'm trying oh. to be away from the microphone. <laughs> Who said you drink nasty? Your 11-year-old? My entire family. <gasps> They're like, why are you gulping? And I'm like, I don't know because it tastes delicious. I don't, like. <laughs> My favorite thing in t- the world is to watch Amanda eat something because it, it like looks so good. <laughs> and then I want it. I want it. That's how fat I am no dude i don't i just yeah i don't know do you have good you don't you food gasm expressions is that what this is? i love me some food it just sounds good i don't know i think it's because your jaw clicks or something i yeah. don't know but it sounds delicious once when i eat. was 10 my brother
2: hit me in the face with a baseball bat oh fun so now i have a click I have it a was an click. accident but it still happened
0: well how old was he three
2: He's a year and a half younger than me. Okay. So three so, and a half. He would have been like eight. Eight or nine. I was ten. I was ten. Oh, I
0: thought you said you were five. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I just reaged <laughs> you in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, back on track, folks. Um where are we oh Sophie stands up for herself and points out the aforementioned qualities that should inform Tessa Sophie ain't no fool um, mm-hmm. up until this point I would have chalked it up to Tessa just being naive and bad at friending um, but then she goes straight over the damn line and now I want a boxer so <laughs> that might be happening stay tuned <laughs> I'm in touch with pay-per-view <laughs> We'll see how things go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I left a message
0: with Dana White's people. <laughs> Maybe we can get in the octagon. Um, okay. It's a question of upbringing, Sophie. There is an exclamation point here. I want you to know that. Okay. Uh-huh. Can you picture... Uh, him going to Benedict Lightwood and saying he wants to marry a mundane and a parlor maid to boot? Can you see him doing that? Sophie's face twisted. You don't know anything, she said. You don't know what he'd do for us. You mean the training? And that's in italicized. So she emphasized that word. Okay. Uh i'm I'm picking this shit apart (laughs) tessa was incredulous sophie really so then sophie's like fuck you i'm out and she just walks out like a boss as she should
1: (sighs) little stupid ass bitch i ain't fucking
0: with you dude tessa like you already realized you stepped in the shit Instead of backtracking and saying, I'm sorry, and moving on, you just made it worse. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh-huh. I just... What, uh,
1: like, she's just... at The condescending, like... Uh, well, and she knows... Okay, she's probably not thinking of it in her head at the moment. But it's like Sophie's been trained her entire career. Mm-hmm not to talk back, not to defend herself, not to, you know, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's like you know, she's I feel like Sophie is very smart and she could be more cutting than she is being. I think she's very much kind of trying to put a lid on the conversation mm-hmm. and just move on mm-hmm. and be like kind of quick with it. And Tessa's just like uh, I have to be right. Yep. I'm the she best. Just to have the last word. Yep. Yes. Her
0: and Will are fucking perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. This is like my this is like my my City of Ashes fights with Clary.
2: <laughs> Dude, we should be in- I think dope. it was disappointing for all of us. Dude, I don't know how you guys remember which what stories are in which books. No. <laughs> like I don't specifically remember City of Ash.
0: It was the one with the SSV Tang.
2: Yep. Okay. I guess you guys have read them several times. I've only read them twice. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I've read these books a lot. Probably too many times. And it is
1: Kristen's favorite book, so. (laughs) Okay. That's fair.
0: Uh, So, anyways, we pop on over to another one of our sexy idiots, uh, Charlotte. You may say, Kristen, Charlotte's no idiot. She's an incredibly competent woman. To which I reply, just wait. She's yep. an idiot like the rest of them. <laughs> so Charlotte's in the drawing room penning her resignation letter when she's interrupted by another one of our loving himbos, Henry. And she's like, fuck, my ink's smeared. Now I have to start all over. <laughs> I, I do that. <coughs> oh, sorry. I do that when I'm, like, when I fuck up on my grocery list or, like, my to-do list, and then I, I have to start all over again. I'm working on trying to let myself have, like, one cross out without starting over because it it's a real waste of time and resources.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially okay, seeing as right I question? never check everything not- off. Oh, sorry. No okay. way. I'm just talking over you. I want to ask you a question that's not important, but I want to know. Okay. When you make your grocery list, uh-huh. do you have a notebook that you write your grocery list in? Or do you use like the back of an envelope that came in the mail of something that you don't need?
0: No, I have a um, like a, a writing tablet, like ledger, like legal pad kind of situation that I do notes. Okay. And then, but usually I don't ever tear it out. I just flip it over because I never go back and check it off. It's the writing. The the list part is the the memorizing part. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I'll look at them, but I don't usually ever cross them off. Because I can't follow through with a list. I can make one, <laughs> but I can't follow through.
2: That's, That's amazing. You have to make it pretty, but you can't do it. Uh-huh. That's great. I love it.
0: Um, we're, oh, right. So... Henry snatches the letter and is hurt that she didn't talk to him about his, this decision. Sad face.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. And this scene is so heartbreaking. Like, Charlotte is clearly exhausted and feeling defeated. She's essentially decided to throw in the towel to her whole career, everything she's really ever strived for. So uh-huh. I imagine her patience is thin at this point. And she's like, just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you going to, like, pick at me? At this moment, like,
1: right. Is this what we're doing? Is this how you are choosing to die? Like, I don't (laughs) (laughs) choose your weapon. Yeah.
0: And Henry seems completely blindsided. So this is going to be like a very emotionally like you already know it's going to be an emotionally charged scene. So Charlotte snaps back, quote, you've never taken an interest in running the Institute before. Why would you now? Oh. Shots fired. Poor Henry has been bitch slapped all over the room. And, <laughs> and the car, and the conversation, like, just started. He's like, shit, <laughs> I got whiplash. As he's standing there, Charlotte starts thinking about all the reasons she loves him and why she wanted uh, to marry him. Which is super cute, but not at all what I think about when I'm annoyed with my husband. <laughs> I, that's not... I don't think about that. Probably should. It's probably a great thing, like,
1: tool. But. Right. No. Do your affirmations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To your relationship, I guess. I guess. Like, this too shall pass.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I watched this TikTok video where this, um. Wife and husband talked about how when their kids are driving them crazy and they're, like, being little psychos and everything seems difficult, they just look at each other and go, we're making memories. And that's what I've started doing, and it makes me feel so much better when my kids are crazy. Mm-hmm. And my husband's here. When he's not here, I just go crazy because it's just my own memory. Right. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> the only one that will remember this. You two are too young. Yep.
1: <laughs> Burned into my retinas. Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh Henry our dear sweet Henry is like it's all right babe I know why you're mad it's cuz I didn't go talk to Woolsey Scott with you huh <laughs> Right after he says this, Charlotte Charlotte's like because she thought she was like, oh, God, he knows my secret. Like he knows. So we know she has a secret. We don't know what it is. But then he said that and she's like, "Fuck, I should have known. Like, like <laughs> Why was I worried? <laughs> um, I want to just read this whole conversation, but I know I can't. So here we go. Henry ignores Charlotte's protests and trudges on with his apology. He knows he, uh, or he knows how he can get when he's working on a project or interested in something. And there's this moment where it almost feels like he's trying to say like, "I thought you knew me, but I guess not, you know. Like he's feeling rejected in what's supposed to be like the most secure relationship, and that like uh-huh. that really hurts. <laughs> Makes it, it hurts my heart a little bit. Then we snowball into a ridiculous game of like who's on first, where Henry assumed that Charlotte only married him so she could run the institute, and Charlotte thinks Henry only married her to get his family's debt forgiven. And it turns out they're both wrong and actually madly in love with each other. But they've spent, like, five years of marriage thinking the other one was strong-armed into it. Because they never talked to each other. Fucking Victorians.
1: (laughs) I just, like... (laughs) What the fuck? I was... Okay, here's the thing. Again. Same thing. Reddit audiobook. When I read it, my eyes could not roll further back into my head. I'm like, this is so dumb. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. This is a stupid plot device. This is a stupid thing to have in the book. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. And as I'm listening to it in the car, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, oh, actual yeah. tears. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I guess I saw it both ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Oh, I mean, it's still, re- the emotion's authentic. Like, the emotion is still there, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. It's like you sleep in the same bed every night. Because she, she yeah. makes a comment about, like, as long as your your face is the last one I see at night. So, they mm-hmm. sleep in bed with each other every night. What, uh-huh. Like, you cannot be around somebody that much and be that involved in their life. Bites.
1: Yeah. And it's Never it's weird too so we've been correct me if I'm wrong have we had first person Charlotte Charlotte is a narrator I don't rem I don't think so or we've had at least like Institute characters that speak on Charlotte's behalf that says her emotions right where she's or like you know people are always talking about like uh-huh.
2: Um, we get a little bit of that in my section.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Or maybe, I guess oh, a little
2: wait. bit of what's going on in her head, but not, I, think I don't know. We got,
0: we got Charlotte's right. point of view when she had her flashback to when Will was, um, when he, he first came to them and his parents came and that whole like flashback, that was in Charlotte's point oh, of view, yeah. I think. But we don't get very okay, much. Okay. But Honestly, whenever we are in Charlotte's point of view, it feels like it's like a very emotionally loaded scene. Uh huh. I feel like she's like our emotional anchor of this ensemble. Right, right, right. Um, did you have anything else?
1: No, I think I might be um getting ahead of myself, so I'm gonna wait. Okay.
0: So there's this moment where Charlotte tells Henry um, she thinks he married her out of duty and i I just gotta read it I gotta I gotta read this little part because it needs to be done. It really does. Where are we? Do 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 real time searching for it in the book. Okay. <laughs> this is Henry. Charlotte! Henry had turned brick red. She had never seen him so angry. What on earth are you talking about? Charlotte braced herself against the desk. Yeah, babes, me too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a woo. <laughs> uh. This is. Uh, I I say this later, but like this is probably my favorite. I know you guys were just saying like it's cheesy, whatever. But I love these two so much. Me this, too. This chapter makes me happy. Me so. too. Yep.
1: Well, if they're lovely. <laughs> I guess maybe idiots. it's because I
2: read or I listened to it the first time. Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it got it got me on a different emotion listening mm-hmm. to it than reading it. Mm-hmm. Plus, having read other books, I forgot that this was a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This yeah. whole, like, I always just, like, they're a power couple. It's like, you know what I mean? Right. They're, like, couple goals, white, you know, marriage goals. So I even kind of, like, just forgot this was a thing. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so Charlotte gasps, basically,
2: and starts to look like that um, Zach Galifianakis meme when he's trying to calculate math, you know? You know. <laughs> you know. You
1: <I> know. <laughs> he's got, like, the blue, powder blue
2: shirt on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) So she's thinking back to when her father like when Henry had actually proposed and her father's telling her like it's a good proposal. You should do it. His family's paid off their debt anyway. So basically her dad like insinuated or at least made it sound like at the very least he made her think that Henry's father paid basically paid for Charlotte's hand. So she was just like, am I wrong? Am I dumb (laughs) just kidding anyway
0: did i
1: henry's like
2: (laughs) sue did i make an ass out of you and me oh my god i remember that from when i was a kid i'll never forget never forget that that's great Uh, so henry's like boo my boo i asked you to marry me because i love you and they both, both go back and forth of course like Kristen said realizing that they love each other and um henry explains it like i he hears what people say about him especially benny the dick saying that charlie only charlie (laughs) jeez louise i'm giving them all kinds of nicknames charlotte only married him to make it appear that a man is running the institute and charlotte's like yo i would give this shit up in a second if i had to choose between you and the institute and then the best part they kiss
1: every kiss this is where i was getting ahead of myself sorry (laughs) so like we hear basically um, what am I trying to say (sighs) like obviously Will feels like Henry's kind of an idiot and everyone's Mm -hmm. like oh you know um, Henry does this Henry does that blah 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 and in Charlotte's head she's like oh Henry's this awesome guy and I'm garbage and you know I can't he can't be with me because I'm too headstrong and I'm not a lady and I'm not this and I'm not that. And like, not that I want her to feel that way. It's just like, it's crazy, that internal perspective. Mm-hmm. And then Henry's even being like, I hear people talking about us. Like, I'm the Debbie Downer here. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, we've also seen it from Charlotte's perspective where she feels like she's that way. So yeah, it's she just thinks she's like plain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So sad. It is.
2: It just makes you think, you know, the grass is always greener. No, that's not the saying I want to go with here. <laughs> People love you, okay? Mm-hmm. You might not know it, but they do. Mm-hmm. So Henry is like, is it true you love me too? And Charlotte's like, well, obviously. <laughs> She's like, ah, I didn't marry you, um, so you could be my man cover. I'm like, yep. going with that man cover (laughs) she says she married him because she knew it would be easier dealing with all the bullshit with him being the one she goes to sleep next to at night as we said Uh uh-huh so she asks him like what did you think that i thought about you all of these years and he admits that he knew that she like was fond of him Um, And maybe there was a chance that she could grow to love him. And she's like, oh, my God, Spider-Man meme, me too. (laughs) I thought that you might grow to love me. Oh, my God, this whole time we could have been like a lot happier. Super happy. But dang it, we wasted five years. And she starts to tell him that she has something to tell him that is very important when they're interrupted by Will. Fucking Will. I have to say that I think it's really fucking annoying when someone tells you they have to tell you something important instead of just coming out with it because I'm like what I only do that when um I like tell my husband um listen I have something very important that I need to bring to your attention and then I'm like I would like to eat sushi for dinner (laughs) (laughs) that's it thank you for coming to my time exactly (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah will busted in the room like he was george bailey on it's a wonderful life when spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie turn this off <laughs> who hasn't seen that movie um george gets his life back no way i've not you've seen never it. seen it's a wonderful life
0: i've never seen it all the way through
2: oh my gosh i watch it every thanksgiving you guys are psychos all right, well, anyway, when George Bailey gets his life back, he gets really excited and, like, runs into his house, and he's, like, looking for his wife and his kids. Anyway, so Will does that, and he looks exhausted. He's a hot mess. I imagine that he smells like the outside. And, <laughs> um, yep. Like a dog. And he comes in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so bad. He comes bad. in asking where Tessa is. And they're like, I don't know, like, in her room. Shouldn't you, like, be resting or something, bro? You have some pretty good injuries. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. Your Arazzis did the trick. I just need to see Tessa. <laughs> but before he leaves the room, he has to snoop around and make sure everything's in order. Like, I don't understand why he's looking for Tessa. She's not there. And then he walks to the desk. It's
1: just, I don't know. Doesn't Maybe make he saw sense. the crumpled up papers behind her and was like, what's this? Yes. Are you writing a story?
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> About me? So anyway, um... He obviously sees her ladder on the desk and he's like, oh, no, hell nah, Y'all done up and done it. Sorry, I have my my little um, assistant here. She's not assisting me very well. So <laughs> Charlotte tries to assure Will that, like, we'll find you somewhere to live until you're 18 or maybe you can stay if the Lightwoods allow it. And he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> to me, oh, jeez. My assistant's not assisting me. I'm assisting her. All right. So anyway, it seems to me that, like, the Lightwoods, if they did take over the Institute, they would have to let him stay there, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's a minor in, like, their area. So they don't Uh really get to choose. Because she's like, oh, maybe if the Lightwoods will let you stay. No, I think they have to. Not that he would want to stay. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Stop choking yourself with your own hand. So anyway, that's obviously not the discussion here.
0: I mean <laughs> She's literally
1: like ah. Charlotte says that to Will yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say someone talking and say that to yeah. Will and it would
2: apply at some point.
1: <laughs> Dude, at some point. <sighs>
2: uh, okay. So um anyway, he's just like no this isn't happening. We're going to stay in our home with everyone, including the servants, because you know if Benny came in here, him and the dicks would bring their own servants, and then ours would be out of jobs. So just know, this isn't happening. And Charlotte is like, are you feeling okay, dude? Like, what's going on here? You're not acting like yourself. And Will just ignores her and goes on telling her about how grateful he is for everything Harlot has done for him yeah. over the years. <laughs> and, um he's like let's just tell the clave about benny's involvement in all of this mortmain stuff and like it'll buy us more time to find morty since ben benny was the one that like suggested the two weeks anyway so Uh obviously if we turn him in like jessamine can testify to all the stuff that she's seen him do and like we have to do something we
1: can't just sit here Mm -hmm. well then maybe jessamine can get lenience if she testifies
2: yes let's do it good plan Mm -hmm. done so then he just kind of like leaves he's like let's at least talk about it and nobody says anything they're just like standing there watching him and he's just like cool let's do it I'll tell Sophie to get
1: everybody together whatever I feel like he should be like biting an apple at that point or something (laughs) like polishing it on and just like takes a giant bite Mm -hmm. of an apple I don't know why (laughs) yep like kicks it like knocks it off like his bicep Uh or something
2: yeah (laughs) yeah And then he's standing with one leg over the other, crossing uh-huh. against the wall. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Perfect.
2: Yep. So when Charlotte is so thrown off. Like I said, she just kind of stands there, and he's like, cool, all right, Sophie's going to round everybody up. Like, let's all talk about this. Oh, okay. And um, I'm curious why Sophie has to one- be the one to round everybody up. Like, Will was already looking for Tessa. Who else is there to round up? Jem? Like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: gangs all here
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) so will leaves the room and harlot is just like down dumbfounded they're just like was that our will like what the heck is going on so then we move over to tessa and she's in her room trying to dress herself and struggling because sophie left her Mm -hmm. and she's thinking about how terrible it is that she can't dress herself anymore she's just like Eating off a silver spoon, like uh-huh. basically, so she's terrible. Like, making fun of herself. Yeah, <laughs> and she's feeling bad about her fight with Sophie, which she freaking should be. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Anyway, there's a knock on the door, and she thinks that it's Sophie, and she's like, "I am definitely gonna apologize. Like, I owe her a whopping apology." Uh, yeah, you do.
0: But it's Jem. Hello, Jem. <laughs>
1: Hello, Jim. And it's um, J-E-M, yes. not G-Y-M. Like it tried to autocorrect me. So Tessa is slightly startled to see Jim. And she's like, are you okay? And Jim, whose observant level is like a thousand, tells her that she looks like she was waiting for someone else. I mean, this dude is either moonlighting as a troubled Victorian detective or he is the perfect <gasps> man. I changed out my nose ring literally like a year and a half ago and my husband just noticed last week. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> Tessa starts to tell Jim her cheeseme about Sophie, but he seems disinterested, which is totally not his style. So Tessa knows something's up. Jim asks if they can speak in private, which is weird because they're, like, at our bedroom. So they're basically already are speaking privately. (laughs) But he means door closed. Mm -hmm. Oh, The jury needs to deliberate. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Tessa says, like, depending on what it's about, because she's trying to be cool. Like, she's trying to be cool as a cucumber. Um, She's trying to be coy.
0: And she's not pulling it off. (laughs)
1: yeah and jim's like uh he's not acting like himself and so um like, she's kind of worried about it she's like okay you didn't laugh at my stupid joke
0: he's like All right. pulling at his collar like a cartoon like, <laughs> dude Ooh. he's
1: got the meat sweats <laughs> yeah well and she's like she's like oh my god this guy's acting weird like he always giggles at me like what is wrong um There must be something. I'm going to go to my top of mind. Is it Will? Obviously, it's Will. Will, what did Will do to you? William? Will Herondale? Have you Heron Will? Hello?
0: I'm sorry. It's been five minutes and we haven't talked about Will.
1: (laughs) Right. Will you let me talk about Will? When will you? I'd like to speak to you about our Lord and Savior, William Herondale. (laughs) W-W-W-H-D, yeah. I guess. <laughs> what would Will Herondale do? Yeah. I don't know. But Jim is like, dudes. Dude, just one. Just Tessa. Mm-hmm. It's not about Will. It's about me. I want to talk about me. I want
0: to talk about I. Okay?
2: Want about- to Can
1: I
0: come in? <laughs> Number one, oh my, me, my?
2: Yeah. <laughs> what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like talking about you usually, but right now I want to talk about me. But okay? occasionally
0: I want to talk about you. Oh, my
1: God. Feel live back in.
0: Dude, my entire volleyball team, when we went to, to uh, Nationals in Florida, on the plane, we, like, sang that over and over until we all memorized it. I don't know why that particular song needed to be the one that we needed to memorize, but everyone on that plane hated
1: us. (laughs) Of course (laughs) they did. Oh Oh my God. I, I, yeah, obviously. No,
2: thanks. That's a no from me, dog. We did the song that never ends from lamb chop, Uh
1: but that was just on the bus. Not an airplane, so that's a win. long. That's like the longest possible flight you could take in the United States. <laughs> it, is, it is Portland to, to Orlando. Portland to Florida, yeah. like that's awful. Oh. oh yeah, you're going to hell for that. Just, for, just specifically for that. It's at the top of the list. I was like, Toby Keith sent me here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So Tessa like thinks for a minute about what her aunt Harriet would say about some dude that's not her blood coming into her bedroom, but she decides that Aunt Harriet was had a wild side anyway. And besides, like it's different with shadow hunters. So like, of course, she invites him in. He's all vamped up. You may come in. And Jim goes into the rude. The rude. Sorry. <laughs> he just becomes. A I wrote dick. It correctly. <laughs> you know what fuck you Tessa and then he leaves I'm just kidding it's always about Will (laughs) when will it be about Jim okay
0: that's the title he just starts
1: referring to himself in the third person like The Rock
0: that's gonna be the title of this episode Jim
1: the car stares Nephilim when will it be
0: about Jim
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, Whew! Okay.
0: Sorry, we're sidetracking you.
1: Jim comes into the room and he's kind of pacing, which is awkward. Mm-hmm. It's just awkward. Don't do that. And so Tessa's like, oh my god. Like, are you on drugs? But, like, Different drugs?
0: <laughs> I've said that.
1: Right. Is this about I your health due words. to the drugs? <laughs> which is, like, inappropriate because he's constantly asking her to stop doing that. Tess, I've asked you to stop coming to the conclusion and being so obsessed with the fact that I'm sick. Stop. Mm. So let's bring it up. Yeah. Okay. And um, Jim tells her it's not about his illness and then describes what could potentially happen if they don't catch more He's like, okay, did you know? Story time. <laughs> Basically, there are only days left to have caught more And like, we're not close at all. And, of course, if uh, we don't catch him, the Lightwoods will take over the Institute. And, Tessa, you won't be able to stay here anymore. And Will and Gabriel will probably kill each other within, like, I don't know, a minute. And Charlotte and Henry could probably find a house to live in. And Jim and Will could stay in Idris until they're 18. But Tessa's not allowed to go with them because, like, you don't hunt shadows for a living. Mm -hmm. So you can't come into our clubhouse. Tessa starts to get worked up, realizing that what Jim said is true. And she thinks back when Gabriel or Gideon, Gabriel, it was Gabriel, Gabriel, it was fucking Gabriel, trademark penning. He sneeringly told her that like they could find work for her once they were running the Institute.
0: Like I know he said it cockily. But I honestly don't think he meant it that way. I honestly think he was like, being genuine when he meant it. Like, uh-huh. you need to be making your own money. You're, you have, like, you have a, a, a fortune that you're not using, basically.
1: Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get your side hustle, girl. Exactly.
2: <laughs> your Uber Eats.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Tessa starts to panic. What? sorry which makes it so she starts thinking her thoughts aloud which is something that i totally do mm-hmm. and she starts having an anxiety attack about where she's gonna live if they don't catch Mortmain, and she starts listing out these ideas and then stops herself and she's like you know what jim don't answer me this is rhetorical you've done enough you've all done enough for me like thanks for being straight with me and telling me how it is and jim's like hose it off you dummy We're gonna find a place to live together because as Pat Benatar said we belong to the light. We belong to the thunder. We belong to the sound of the words we've both fallen under. We belong together. Oh my god. What? You just read it like that. (laughs) I don't know what I tried to write right here. Um, So Tessa's saying like What do you mean? Elaborate And then I have this quick quote Quick quote from the book because I have to He flushed the color dark Against his pale skin I mean, he said, Tessa Gray Will you do me the honor of becoming my wife? Oh (laughs) Tessa sat bolt upright Jim? Jimithon? Okay, it's a quote, I can't do that Sorry, Jim. They stared at each other for a moment. At last, he said, trying for lightness, though his voice cracked. That was not a no, I suppose, though neither was it a yes. (laughs) And Tessa's like, you can't be serious. And Jim's like, oh, yes, girl, I am. (laughs) And Tessa reminds him that she's not a shadow hunter, so Jim could be expelled from the clave.
0: He's like... Or worse, expelled. I'm dying. Do you not understand? (laughs)
1: Dude.
2: But I thought we thought her mom is a shadow hunter. So what's the problem here? Right. Right. You're fine. She should be able to go to Idris. Yeah. And marry
1: either one of them. Yep. She could marry herself.
2: She can marry herself. Yep.
1: (laughs) Jim tells Tessa that she's not a shadow hunter, but she's also not a mundane. She's not like any other living creature they've seen. So the clave would have to take their case as, like... Have to take their case as its own circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there can't be a rule about something. There's no... Like, we're not breaking a rule if there's no rule about mm-hmm. it. And they can't prevent their engagement anyway. And it could take months for the clave to decide on how they feel about their relationship. And Tessa's like, oh, Jim, you've put a lot of thought into this proposal. Like, you actually are serious. But they're having a Henry slash Charlotte moment, Mm -hmm. and Tessa thinks that Jim is proposing because he's kind and selfless, but she won't let him sacrifice himself for her. Ever the man of action, Jim pulls out a jade necklace on a gold chain and holds it out to Tessa, and he explains that he could give Tessa his family ring, but it's meant to be given back to him during their wedding ceremony in exchange for runes. The necklace was given to his mother from his father when they got engaged, and is meant to be kept by her. There's what described as Chinese characters. It's a quote in the book on the necklace. Ek necklace, but it translates to when two people are at one. I don't. I should have not done that. When two people are at one in their inmost hearts, they shatter even the strength of iron or bronze. And listen, I talked to text this thing, so if that's not direct, I am very, very, very sorry. And that's embarrassing <laughs> for me. So there's that. Tessa asks if he thinks they are at like are do you think we are at one, that is? And Jim kneels down and she thinks back to the way he looked on Blackfriars Bridge. And Jim tells her that he can't explain love and he can't pinpoint the first time that he knew he loved Tessa. However, he did remember the first time that he saw her. It was like the rest of the room faded away and all that was left with her. Tessa is, of course, a bash. And I think a lot of this has to do with um, like this is probably the first time that Tessa's realizing that someone picked her and doesn't want anything out of her or anything mm-hmm. from her, mm-hmm. especially recently. Yeah. Like, the Magister wants her for her power. Same for the Dark Sisters. Nate never actually loved her in her head. Will, like, only wants one Mm thing from her. (laughs) And so Tessa doesn't have anyone in her life that, like, truly loved her for who she was, except maybe Aunt Harriet. But she's gone Mm -hmm. and can't love her now because she's not here. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jem tells Tessa that love makes you stronger. And in the past few weeks, he's been feeling better, coughing less, and needing less of the drug that Tessa spilled all over the place. So, good thing. And it's all because of the way he feels about Tessa. And Tessa kind of thinks it all sounds like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But it did seem like there was some truth to what he was saying. Like, he does look better.
0: Like, I I understand that this is where the conversation led. But also, Jem, don't put that on her. Don't do that. Uh-huh. Especially when you keep telling her to stop thinking about the fact that you're sick. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not fun. I don't like that. And look, you guys. I am aware that this is lengthy and probably not necessary. But I am definitely going to read this next excerpt. Ep- Excerpt. Do it. Okay. You speak of sacrifice, but it is not my sacrifice I offer. It is yours I ask of you, he went on. I can offer you my life, but it is a short life. I can offer you my heart, though I have that way I have no idea how many more beats it shall sustain. But I love you enough to hope that you will not care that I'm being selfish and trying to make the rest of my life, whatever its length, happy. By spending it with you, I want to be married to you, Tessa. I want it more than I have ever wanted anything else in my life. He looked up at her through the veil of silvery hair that fell over his eyes. That is, he said shyly, if you love me too. So Tessa is contractually obligated to say yes (laughs) after that proposal. Mm -hmm. JK, JK. So, of course, we have to get a taste of the Cassandra Clare trademark pending love triangle. So, Tessa takes this time, after this proposal, okay, to think about how, like, you know what? I owe myself love and hope and happiness. And besides, like, I've kind of led Jim to think that, like, I would like him. Like, but I've had this friendship with him. To be fair,
0: she says, I've given him every reason, not that she led him, because those were all active right. choices that she made.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But and just in her head, she's like, oh, yeah. I've To me, it seems like I've acted like this. Like, I've given him every reason, because, like, I feel like she, at this point, doesn't know how she felt. Yeah, right? she's, so like she's, like, like putting oh, yeah, the pieces like,
0: together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've given him all these reasons to do this. And besides, like... There is a small part of her that had not given up hope that Will loved her. And she owed it to herself and to Jim to do whatever she could to destroy it.
0: I mean, I understand what she's thinking. Like, okay, there's this guy who's toxic. So bad. And yes, I've been kind of like fixated on him. But there's this other guy who's treated me really, really well. I've really enjoyed my time with him. You know, and she's, she thinks like, oh, this is sudden. And then she's like, actually, it's not really that sudden. We have been like making out in carriages and stuff like it's not that weird.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I feel like engagements went faster than any. Anyway. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. With far less like true connection.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. To me, it's just like. I know it's as you would say plot Mm -hmm. and like we have to have this revelation and stuff but it's like every decision is about will yeah which makes this taste a little sour it does because it's like it's almost like okay well I'll settle for this Mm -hmm. I don't know I sorry hold on forgot myself okay so Tessa reaches down Takes a pendant from Jim and, like, slips it over her neck, signifying her yes. She said yes to the gym. <laughs> she has this moment where she feels like, as she puts it, someone reached inside her chest and unlocked a box that held her heart, spilling tenderness like new blood through her veins. And then she talks about this overwhelming need to protect him and, like, that she just wants to be, like, away from the world with him together, just the two of us building castles in the sky <laughs> but it's the doctor evil version when he's singing it to minimi by the way <laughs> god and, and jim of course is like elated and um like, like that she said yes and they embrace awkwardly which is described as tessa hunched over him and his head is on her lap because it's like i feel like she's sitting on her bed yeah and, like, he's kneeling at her feet or uh-huh. whatever. But it kind of reminds me of the lemons and the limes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, an awkward, like, when you, like, break down what's happening, it looks awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's just me. And then, of course, it interrupted because we're getting in too deep. And it's a knock on the door. And it's Sophie. And she looks murderous. And she's like, you're being summoned to the drawing room by Charlotte. Will is back. And she hey. wants to have a meeting with you. Bye. And Tessa tries to call after Sophie, but she has already walked away like a boss ass bitch. No. And how awful is that? That like she like has to do it. She has to go. Mm -hmm. She Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Jim comes up behind Tessa and they hold hands like everyone. And Tessa has this moment where she's like, is this what love is? What (laughs) marriage is? Sharing your burdens with your betrothed. No
0: sorry I couldn't help myself <laughs> I was thinking
1: what is love
0: baby not me
1: and I was just like that's not like that's very sweet mm-hmm. but like marriage is a conscious effort to wake up every morning and try to love the person next to you a little bit more every single day in a different way it's like going from like this stuff that's happening now to you know your partner loves you because they loaded the dishwasher the way that you want them to <laughs> like that's you know what i mean like it's just funny how like obviously probably not back then but things yeah. have evolved anyway and jim tells her like they'll notify charlotte of their engagement first and then they'll tell the rest of the party once the fate of the institute has been decided and Tessa says that she, uh, like, like basically, you don't sound like you care what happens to the Institute anymore. Like, won't you miss this place? Isn't it your home? And Jim's like, quote, you are my home. You are home for me now. Mm-hmm. Except he didn't say it like the so. Alexis Rose. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do it like that. Oh, David, you are home for me now. <laughs> uh,
0: when I... When I was rereading this chapter, I was like, Jem, like, at first I was kind of like, fuck, why are you, like, mentioning this stuff? Like, it feels like you're being manipulative, but given the context of the time period, like, marriage is a business proposition, right? Like, Uh this is a, like, it's like a deal that you're making, right? Like, at at the time, Uh that's how it was thought about, like... He's basically explaining, like, I can provide you with security and, like, support you. And, like, that's part of the proposal is explaining uh-huh. how you can take care of them. Right. Like, in that time period, like, that's what you're looking for with a marriage. It's, it's not just about love. Like, you, they have to be able to support you. <laughs> like Right. You know.
1: Well, and then the thing, too, with him, like, okay, obviously, he's you know like I'm sick like this isn't gonna be like I don't I can't guarantee you like how much time we're gonna have left mm-hmm. but which I yeah it's sad it's just sad it is sad <sighs>
2: see and this is right here why I'm more of I'm I'm team will because I feel like he just guilted her she's not she's not into this he's guilting her because he's gonna die soon so that's why she said yes cause she's like all right fine I can move on in a couple of years.
1: I just, to Team me, the th- like I said, that, that kind of leaves that sour taste where she's just like, okay, well, I'm going to put Will to rest mm-hmm. by saying yes. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, but I feel like that's the love triangle thing. Mm-hmm. where like, we have to discuss each sides of the triangle yeah. equally in this moment. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's hard because, like, from Jim's perspective, like he has no idea about any of this stuff with Will, and all he knows is that like him and Tessa have been macking it on it, like, and he's like, "Yeah, she's into me. She's totally into me." Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the funny, like, do okay. So if you do, you think that if Jim knew that Tessa, okay, sorry, let me say this differently. If Jim knew Will liked Tessa. He probably would have never pursued Correct. her in the first place. Correct.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like if
1: they had sat down before they had either talked to her, mm-hmm. like either of them had talked to her, and Will was just like shotgun. Yeah, he'd be like, okay, bro, I'll sit in the back seat. Right.
0: Or even I think even if Will showed a modicum of interest, Jem would have backed off.
1: Yeah. Because I think- because he's been kind of rude to Tessa when they're all together, right? Right.
0: Well, and from Jem's perspective, like he doesn't he 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 didn't want this with Tessa necessarily like like he didn't he didn't want to put her in this position he didn't want to put anybody in this position but he fell in love with Tessa and like he's like I know this sucks and this is a bad like rap for you but I love you and so like I don't know what to do like but I think I Mm -hmm. think if given the the opportunity of like will even like being like oh well, maybe she's not terrible i think he would have probably been like encouraging will to like make make a go of it
2: yeah i think he's a good enough friend that he would want him to be settled and happy when he's gone mm-hmm. when Jem is gone
1: mm-hmm. well and he that would be like okay you found somebody that can like Because in Jim's like mind he's basically like the Will's puzzle piece right? Like the yin and the yang sort of thing. So if Tessa can slide into that role I think he'd be supportive Mm -hmm. of it in that way. Which is obviously awful. He deserves to be happy regardless of like what he's Mm -hmm. doing and she deserves it either. It's really difficult when you get we've been in Will's inner pad Mm -hmm. talking about this relationship. We've been in Tessa's have we been in Jim's talking about his relationship with Tessa,
0: I think a little bit, not very much,
1: but it's not like as extensive. Intent. Tessa, yeah, uh huh. So it's and then it's like hard to remember that like your your narrative eyes are Tessa, mm-hmm. so like you're feeling all of her emotions as are happening, but it's like yeah, I guess I kind of forgot that Jem doesn't know about what's been happening with women. yeah. Yeah, Sophie does obviously and I, I'm sure she'd have a thing or two to say about it but well, like Jem I, doesn't I, know. Especially
2: now.
0: I, I think <laughs> Sophie is more like annoyed because she does know that she's hung up on Will but then there's like she but she knows that Jem is in love with her so it's like this whole uh-huh. thing cause she even said she's like the way he looks at you like you know I don't know uh-huh. I would be pissed too because I'd be like what the fuck is your problem What are you doing? Make a choice. Stick with it.
1: Right? Yeah. Yes. Tessa's choice. Sophie's choice is? Always going to be Jem. What is? I was trying to think of the Jem and Tessa West. What is it? West er, or Jessa. Jessa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, make sure that you've read chapter nineteen, If Treason Doth Prosper, for next week's episode. <laughs> for behind the scenes content and the latest updates,
2: check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. bye.